0: It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Welcome, everybody. This is Ears Up Podcast, of course. What else would it be? Cereal? Ha, 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 ha! I had a Red Bull uh, after being real tired and drinking a glass of wine, and um, I don't know where I am.
1: You're in the studio. Oh, hi. Hey, What did you guys get Hey, hi.
0: This is so weird. I was just having a dream that we were doing another show. This is Scenic Pacheco. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a good show for you guys today. Of course, Taryn, I believe, is taking us through uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room, I believe.
2: She is. Yes, I am.
0: Are we having a headphone malfunction? Yes. Uh-oh. It's okay. Beats by Dre. Featuring <laughs> Lil Yachty. Beats by Dre. Because they ran <laughs> out of batteries.
2: Yeah. I never plug them in after the shows. No, you don't. And I've probably de- destroyed these batteries.
0: Probably. <clears throat> That's all right. This episode, of course, is sponsored by Get Away Today, Disney's top wholesale partner. They'll help you plan your Disneyland vacation with the best tips and secrets, all while making it affordable with their discount tickets, reduced hotel rates, and layaway plan. Head online to getawaytoday.com slash earsup and start planning your magical vacation. Tell them Ears Up sent you. Use code EARSUP and save ten bucks, an extra ten bucks, on your SoCal vacation package. Of course, you know, universal booking hotels in Southern California, all that kind of stuff. Just go there. Just don't worry about how it works. Just do it. You can find us on social media. Send feedback to Terrence. Show stuff to Terrence. You can say hi Hi. to Bev and me. I'm Jason. Um, Join Patreon. Patreon.com slash ears up. Support the show. Uh, For five bucks, you get this show and the secret show, which we drink on normally. And, um, you know, we just do Disney news and kind of hang out. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. Um, Speaking of other shows, uh, I've been needing to do this update for a while. Uh, Sabres and Superpowers. You are, the listeners are out there. We were getting, I don't want to say, but we we're getting uh, a lot of listeners in the four digits. Nice. Oh. Um, that show has been on hiatus for like four months. Um, and you know, it's because Anthony moved to Texas and his co worker or his co-hosts are, you know, everyone's young kids, right? They're like under the age of 25. And so they think that they're super busy. You know, at that yeah. age, they
1: don't have any idea. They have
0: no clue. And you know, when you turn 22, 23 and you have responsibilities. You have a full time job. You're out of school. You have you have rent, and you have a, maybe a car payment. You're like peak adult. Yeah, you have all the time in the world still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so it's just he's been having a hard time connecting with them because he moved to Austin, and they're still in like the Sacramento area. So it's just it's been tough logistically for them. So I don't know if the show will come back. I would like it to. Uh, but I don't know if it will. Um, just based on everyone's availability, maybe Anthony can find somebody in Austin to do like a a, a, a show there, and he can yeah. send that to me. That would be cool because I like the concept of the show. I think the kids did a really good job mm-hmm. on the show. I got a little bit of feedback here and there, and uh, people really liked the show. People were listening to the show. I mean, we had it was a it was a good number of of people. So in the fours, in the four digits, baby. And I can't, you know. I can't disclose. <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> oh, I thought you meant four.
0: No, no, no. I meant like no four did <laughs> like in the thousand. I'm
1: kidding. Chi- I know. No, yeah, I'm okay. joking. Uh,
0: in the four people, well, it was it's, me and you guys, right? Guys. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then uh, I'm working tentatively, potentially on another show that is Disney World centric. Nice. Uh, hey, look. If you guys, if anybody out there wants to do a show, pitch it to me. I'm always open to having more content on this show, Mm -hmm. so I think that'd be cool. Uh, If you do any kind of internet shopping, you can use our Amazon link on the homepage there. That'd be cool for you and for us, because Amazon's cool, and uh, we're cool. What do you think of that?
2: I'm cool, at least. (laughs) (laughs) I think she means
1: because she uses the Amazon link, which then would also make me cool, because I do that, too. We're cool.
2: We are cool.
0: Jiminy Christmas. Uh, Taryn, <laughs> do we have any feedback or
1: anything?
2: We do. Let's go. Okay. When's Taryn's
0: Thinks coming back?
2: Uh, it can come back right this moment if you want it to.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, uh, if if I, I want it I'll,
2: to. I always be thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean. I,
2: uh, Misa thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Shimmering. 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 <laughs> how come if baby shampoo thank you very much
0: (laughs) everybody uh get away today for sponsoring the show
2: now yeah, you ruined my mojo. I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're
0: only hurting yourself.
2: Um, how come if baby shampoo is tear-free, why isn't all shampoo tear-free? I've
3: asked. I've wondered the same question. Really? Yes, I have.
2: I've never had a baby before, so I never thought about it until the other day, and I was like, "Well, that's just rude." <laughs>
3: she I gets heard. that
2: stuff in her eyes all the time.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if it's not. I mean, it's got to be because of the.
2: I don't know. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, well, I guess, oh, okay, it doesn't have chemicals. Well, then why does mine have chemicals?
0: Because your hair is complex. It's pH balanced for a, a woman. It's strong enough for a man but pH balanced
3: for a
2: woman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sexist. Uh, huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good job, Taryn. Thanks. I mean, that's, you know, it's not a bad
2: question. It's a legit
0: question. <laughs> okay, feedback, please. Let's go.
2: Okay, this one is titled, Take Your Baby Emoji to Disneyland. It's a baby emoji. I didn't know you could do that in the subject line. It was really exciting to get this. (laughs) God. Uh, (laughs) JP and Taryn. Earlier this year... Uh, Jason, please. Jason and Taryn. Earlier this year, we took our two-year-old, legit two, not Bev two-year-old, to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Goddard, Roasted. Moted. Uh to he Disneyland, when he wrote you're Disney. bad <laughs> from the Bay area. A few suggestions for you. Yeah. If anyone questions you for taking a too young to remember kid to Disneyland, unfriend them immediately. Mm. The experience with the little ones is worth the memories and pictures. Two, get the $15 light-up Mickey balloon at the start of your trip. It's great for making your stroller your stroller day and night, marking your stroller day and night, and it will last the whole trip if you don't let your kid or the monorail door pop it. One ear deflated on ours, and about 15 CMs told us we could trade it in for a new one. I think they might not appreciate the the one-eared Mickey look. It's a little disturbing. Three, go for more days. We did five-day passes. That was really three full days and two half-days. We left the Bay Area at 4 a.m. <laughs>
0: yeah, hard pass, bro. Uh,
2: which got us halfway there before he woke up and allowed us to get there by eleven a.m., so we had so we had time in the park without the extra hotel cost. Mm. Okay, but, I see. I see the logic. Yeah. I'm tired for you. Uh, the last day, we left after lunch to drive home. He was so tired; he slept for the first three hours. Again, getting us halfway home. Nice. Number four, go to Bravo Farms, Bravo Land in Kettleman City. Uh-huh. That's where we go to In-N-Out. That's
0: where we go to In-N-Out. <laughs>
2: It's right at the halfway point between Bay Area and Disneyland. If you can resist the always crowded in and out, I cannot. Bravo Farms has an awesome play area, great food, and alcohol, which you probably shouldn't be having halfway down your trip. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, We stumbled upon it on our way home, uh, stopped and ate dinner, and let my son roam in the play area. It was a 90-minute stop, but let us get home without another stop.
0: Is their son called Roman, or they allowed their son to roam in the play area?
2: Roam in, okay. in the play area.
0: <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, yeah, I've heard that a lot. We actually, our friends, the Essers, stop at Bravo Farms all the time, and they used to not be there. It's relatively new in the past mm-hmm. couple of years. So, uh, And I've wanted to do that, and maybe we will with the kid, because we are going to need time to stretch the child like not keep She's her in the car need, seat for yeah. five hours so it's gonna be uh or six hours it's gonna be challenging but uh maybe that's somewhere we'll where we'll go but before i would just want to in and out let's go eat on the way let's get there i want to get mm-hmm. there i don't want to be stuck on the five because it's a soul-sucking drive <laughs> but um
2: <clears throat> yeah it's gonna be very different it's gonna be like yeah. the whole day
0: that's good suggestions. What I do want to do is uh, is take our sublimator printer that we use for covers, and I want to make like a, a strip, I cut a strip of fabric to like tie on the handle, but just all weird photographs of Alice.
1: Of, on, <laughs> on the handle of your um, stroller. stroller. Yeah, that's, to market. That's freaking great. <clears throat> I think
0: that'd be great <laughs> to just flap it in the breeze and just like, if your kid's face doesn't look like this, this is not your stroller. You should just make
2: a flag. <laughs> you the flag oh my god, that's a really good idea. <laughs> that's amazing. Um that that email was from Adam.
0: Adam. So, Alright, thanks Thank Adam. Adam. Preach. Is that it? That's it. Should we talk about what we're drinking right now yes. before it melts?
2: Yes. Yeah. So Which we um, don't
0: normally do drinks on this show. We don't
2: normally do. You're getting if you if you're not a secret show subscriber, you're getting a small taste of it. Um So I am doing the history of the Enchanted Tiki Room and yes. I felt that I had to Give my co-hosts something Dole Whippy,
1: okay. And I don't you hate us. No, oh, okay.
2: because Dole whips are not good. But the idea that. of cream and and uh, pineapple, pineapple is mm-hmm. good. Okay. So I looked up a recipe online and I found it, and it was alcoholic, of course.
0: I looked up a recipe <laughs> online and I found it.
2: Um, and it was, and I, I don't know the amounts, eyes. but um, whipped vodka, which I had never heard of.
0: Whipped? What is whipped vodka? It is
2: whipped, whipped cream flavored vodka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I'd rather drive down the five. And,
2: and pineapple juice, and then you float vanilla ice cream on it. So it's like a a root beer float, but with vodka and pineapple juice. Yeah, because you
0: can't float vanilla ice cream unless it's already melted. What do you mean? Because you put it and it's just gonna.
1: Bless you, sneeze.
0: Excuse me. Um, it's like float, and you can't float it in the sense of. Making a cocktail? Where no, you not a on the cocktail top. type float. Yeah,
2: like a root beer float.
0: Okay, you just put it in there. Yeah,
2: put Just put, it just it in put in there. a blob okay. in there. Um, but so I went to the store to get this so-called whipped cream flavored vodka, and also blah. blah, blah. Yeah, it was like yeah. eighteen bucks on sale no. for a giant jar, ju- like not jar, a giant <laughs> jug job. of it that I'm never like going to use. Seven
0: fifty mils, probably. Yeah, it was huge, size. and
2: I was. I was like, "Nah, I'm not I'm not doing it." So I no, went no, to so no I went reason. to another store cuz I was like, "Okay, well maybe Shmiernoff will have a cheaper one." Cuz mm-hmm. there's like 11 bucks, which was in my range. They didn't have it. So I made up my own drink.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Uh this is going to make four very large uh pint glasses. Pint Yeah, pint glass bowls <laughs> of milkshake. Yeah. Dole whip milkshake.
0: Okay. Uh, a Tarrant special, everybody. Yes. Do
2: they bring all your boys to the yard? Yes. Okay. Uh oh. One tub of vanilla ice cream. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> God, and we were making fun of Terrence for a load. By the way, at the break, we also, went and looked Abby at that. Would not eat the Abby sandwich. did not eat that sandwich because there were three thick slices of extra sharp cheddar cheese.
1: <laughs> extra sharp white cheddar. Yeah, And I put
0: it in the microwave, like, oh, I'll heat it up. In 30 seconds, it, conge- it oozed out, and I picked up the bread, and it was soaking it was a river. in its own oil. <laughs>
2: It's like, wow, dude. Anyway,
0: uh, one tub of vanilla ice cream.
2: This makes four very large milkshakes. Okay. So one tub of vanilla ice cream. One tub of Cool Whip.
0: Cool Whip. Cool, we, cool Whip. Cool Whip. Okay.
2: Um, in the frozen aisle. Uh, three small cans of pineapple juice. Hmm. One medium can of crushed pineapple. And f- and then you can stop there if, if you're making it kid-friendly. That's what I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Otherwise... You add five shots of vodka. Okay. <laughs> and then you blend it until it's a <laughs> milkshake. And then you drink it. And I think it's good.
0: <laughs> okay. And then you gain 12 pounds. Meh. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Um, it's, um, I mean, it tastes like you intended. Yeah. I think uh, the vodka...
2: I think it would be better with rum.
0: Yeah, because the vodka for me hits in like pockets. Yeah. And then it's it's a surprise and it's weird and kind of harsh, but not really because it's vodka.
2: Yeah. And that's what I I didn't necessarily want a rum flavor in there for what I was doing here because I wanted it to just be like a a Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Yeah. But um, I do think if I were going to make this again for myself, I would put it, I would put rum in it. Yeah, and just make it something different, like a, like a rum agricole, gin. like a
0: Martinique, so like a little gin? funkiness what about to it. Gin,
2: mm, I think maybe. too floral, maybe.
0: Well, it's not really it doesn't really fit with the Polynesian yeah. island kind oh, of thing. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> um, it tastes like I think what you wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm I'm pretty happy with it. All right, cool. It's it's really the Cool Whip that's what did it.
1: Don't they have pineapple? I just spit everywhere. Don't they have
2: pineapple flavored vodka? Yeah. But I didn't want it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough.
0: (laughs) Too many chemicals, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Cool Whip, for me, my mouth is coated now.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but that's that's what I think makes it more like a Dole Whip. Okay. It's like soft serve-y. I like it.
0: All right. Well, God bless. There you go. All right. Good job, Taryn.
2: All right. Show's over. All right. Okay. Uh, You guys want to hear the history of the Enchanted Tiki Room? Yes. Very much. Well, so, I have a small disclaimer that a couple times in this, I am going to reference uh, D23 versus real life.
0: <laughs> oh Yeah,
2: right. I'm going to pull some punches here. Oh, is that snap. the same? Um, not pull punches. I'm not going to pull punches. There you go. No, you're going to call I'm gonna them pu- out on their bullshit. I'm bull going to punch shit, somebody. Is what yeah. you're going to say. Okay. Um <laughs> So, I started my research at D23 because that happened to come up. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, they're trustworthy. But then I got to a certain line that I'll I'll discuss later. And I was like, nah, bro, that can't be right. And so I texted our uh, friend of the show. So I'll get there. But just, you know, that's going to come up. Okay. Okay. So, the Enchanted Tiki Room is, uh, of course, a musical luau. Mm -hmm. And it opened on June 23rd, 1963. It consists of 225 characters, including birds, flowers, tiki totems, uh, and over 150 of those sing. So just to break it down a little bit. Wow. Yes. So there's 54 singing orchids, four totem poles, 12 tiki drummers, 24 singing masks, seven birds of paradise, eight macaws, which are parrots, uh, 12 toucans, nine forktails, Six cockatoos and twenty assorted tropical birds. That's a lot of birds. It's mm-hmm. a lot of animatronics. Uh, this attraction was the first air, fully air-conditioned attraction.
0: And <laughs> God bless. That's right. Exactly. Slow clap for air conditioning.
2: But it actually wasn't because they were just being nice hmm. to their audience. Uh, this was also an attraction that used a lot of computers. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. And a lot of 1960s computers, which right. are big, giant boxes. Big and hot. Right. And they're, from what I could tell, they were all underneath the ground of the, of the tiki room.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: And so that's actually why it's fully air conditioned.
0: Because you do kind of step up, I feel like, right?
2: Right. You do. Yeah, yeah. You step totally up you. into. So that yeah. yeah so that's actually why it's air conditioned is because of those computers. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> it would have just overheated and shut down <laughs> oh, yeah, every all, day, all the time. Especially in Anaheim. Yeah. So, this is uh, the first ever audio animatronic show. So, we talk about this a lot. We talk about audio animatronics. We throw that word around, but what is it? Right. Um, so, animatronics were already around. Animatronics are in uh, Jungle Cruise, say. Mm-hmm. All of those are, are animatronics. They're lifelike animals that move, but they don't speak. That's the difference. That's what makes an audio animatronic an audio animatronic. Oh. So here's my first one. So according to D23. <laughs> uh,
0: Taryn, leave your microphone alone. Sorry. No, it's okay. But you move it up and then two seconds later you move it down and then three seconds later you know, move it, it back like up. it's like not
2: in the right spot.
0: <laughs> Just leave it alone.
2: According to Wathel Rogers, Walt had a small... Sorry, I'm going to start over. Yeah, start so, over. We're
0: editing. I'm editing a lot of this, so okay. don't worry about it. Um,
2: I also wanted to note that throughout this, I'm going to be mentioning a lot of Imagineers that we've already talked about on other shows. Yeah, um, I was going to say Walth. Wolf Yeah. Walf. There, isn't, Walf. There, isn't, there isn't. Rogers sounds familiar. Yeah, there isn't a Worthers single. Originals. <laughs> There isn't a single Imagineer that I think is it that was a part of the Tiki Room that we haven't done a window on. Okay, so we know all of them. So I'm not going to go into details about them because we know them. Right, they're old friends. Yeah, they're old friends. So according to Wathel Rogers, Walt had a small mechanical bird that he found in New Orleans in a New Orleans curio shop, and he asked Wathel to take a look inside at the mechanics and was amazed at how simple the mechanics were. This bird sparked in him an idea. And then he asked the Imagineers if it would be possible to put magnetic tape on the bird's mouth to make an animated bird's mouth move. Hmm. That's the D23 version of how, of why Walt wanted birds to talk. (laughs) What?
0: Because he got, because he was, um, because he saw it in New Orleans and was like, hey, that would be really cool. Can we do that? Essentially is the lore behind that.
2: No, he had a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Can he we had a toy play- that, yeah, I guess, yes, yeah, I guess that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did it. And so he was like, can we do this on a bigger scale? Mm-hmm. That's not entirely true from what I understand. That sound, That's more of like the story, like uh-huh. a fun little story. Um, Walt's animatronic adventures actually started in the early 1950s with a nine-inch tap dancer called Dancing Man. Okay. His movements were controlled by cables and metal cams that were external to the actual figure, so uh, sort of like off to the side, kind like of like a, like a puppet. Right? Yeah. Um, he was a little expensive man, um, and it was it was expensive to upkeep. And with the destruction of Disneyland, Walt's focus changed. So, in 1955, when Disneyland opened, there were, of course, like I said, some simple animatronics in operation. But, of course, it's Walt, and he wanted more. So the audio in audio animatronics doesn't actually refer to the fact that this technology makes a character sing or speak. It actually refers to the method by which that occurs. So the singing and talking characters in the Enchanted Tiki Room um, are controlled by this method, and it's basically, there are tones that are recorded onto a magnetic tape. Okay. Okay. And this is a control system that was first developed by NASA. <laughs> hmm. So they're using space technology. Right. Uh, when the tones are played from the tape, they vibrate a metal reed, which closes an electric circuit and sends voltage to the moving part. Hmm. To make their mouth move in time with the uh, with the audio. Exactly. So
0: when on the D23 site, when they say, can we put a uh, magnetic tape on this, that's what they're talking about. Yes. Okay, okay.
1: So I thought when you said magnetic tape, because I'm real smart, I was like...
2: Why would you tape magnets?
0: That's what I thought yeah, too. Heard. Well, Because I didn't. Yeah. but Okay. okay that makes
2: sense. Now. Well, We're and it took, it took a lot of research to figure out what magnetic tape was. Because right. <laughs> you, you research it now and that's what comes up. <laughs> tape magnet. Um, so the pulse of that electricity triggered by the tone is then used to open a pneumatic valve that allows air to actuate the movement. So a pneumatic pneumatics is is air pressure, like kind of like a brake car braking system it's mm-hmm. an air pressure that make that like puffs and so that's semi trucks yes and yeah. and that's that's audio animatronics that's what made those mouths move okay so um disney of course trademarked and patented this idea right um which is interesting but it's also it's not as simple as hey here's a small mechanical bird can you do this I thought that that was a little bit misleading, but maybe that's just me. Okay. So the original concept for the Enchanted Tiki Room is unique. Originally, Walt wanted a Chinese restaurant in the park. Hell yeah. And his idea was that out in the lobby, there would be an old Chinese man resembling Confucius who would answer guest questions with his words of wisdom. Hmm. That this, sounds
0: like a terrible game to have in CM. Can you imagine?
2: No. And that's by the thing, way, it extraordinarily r- racist. It wouldn't be a, a cast member.
0: It would be animatronic. It was going to be an
2: animatronic. Got it, got, it, got it. And so this is not unlike his idea, his Club 33 idea, really. Like the Club 33 vulture that sits in the, in the room uh-huh. and listens to people's conversations and chimes in. Okay. So he had this idea th- often.
0: Um, he wanted guests to interact yes. with the animatronic. Okay, got it.
2: Unfortunately, the audio animatronic technology at that time, it was great. They they had some things really figured out, but it did have its limitations. The pneumatic pressure used to move limbs and, and beaks were not strong enough for anything bigger like human limbs or like any sort of human mouth. Uh, also, this technology only worked as on and off, meaning that eyes could open or close... A wing could go up and back down, but there was no in between. So it was just like one movement and another movement. <clears throat> That's it. They're choppy. Choppy, exactly. Um, so the technology it t- excuse me, the technology just wasn't advanced enough to pull off a believable speaking human. So the Chinese philosopher idea got canned. Interestingly though, only one year after the enchanted tiki room opened, the technology ended up catching up. To mm. Walt's original idea and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln debuted at the park. Okay. Which I think is a much better idea than Confucius. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. That was just going to be all kinds of problems. There's no way it would still be there, even if that were no, the case. Literally never. <laughs> never. Um, so, reevaluating the original concept, Disney tapped into uh, the ultra trendy tiki culture, which in case. You didn't know is a highly stylized american subculture inspired in part by tiki carvings and polynesian mythology that started in 1933 with don the beachcomber don the beachcomber re- restaurant which became a very popular hollywood hotspot in the late 50s and early 60s and that's really what jumped off this this tiki trend that like it was an obsession really uh in america at the time and so walt he jumped on that bandwagon hard
0: yeah, I mean it, it, at its high point or or at its, you know, height of kitsch, I guess. There were tiki themed apartment apartment mm-hmm. complexes and yeah. uh flats like you could buy a tiki like it, there was a thing, tiki themed hotels.
2: Yeah. It's well, it's it's having a resurgence now, so it's actually pretty easy to like understand what it is. But
0: yeah, which sucks because uh, did you see the? Uh, did you guys see the video of the line for the new uh, Disneyland uh, Trader Sam's mug? Oh yeah, it was like a three hour winding line.
2: That's insane. And
0: you can buy the mug, but it doesn't come with the drink apparently you can just buy the mug and while people were still in line they would get the mug and they would list it on eBay for $175. Nice. Wow. And those are the people who are ruining Those people everything. suck. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're doing that you suck. You're a terrible person. Go ahead.
2: Wow. So Walt jumped on this tiki bandwagon and decided to make his restaurant Polynesian themed and have the show be the dessert. Right. Okay. So the restaurant made sense because it shared a building with the Jolly Holiday and the Tahitian Terrace, Aladdin's Oasis area. So they could they could share a kitchen. Like, it totally made sense for it to be a restaurant. Yeah. However, upon reflection, Walt worried that attendees would become so enamored with the show... Um, By the way, also, his ego's talking. (laughs) Um, But he's also not wrong. He's also not wrong. Uh, That attendees would become so enamored with the show that they wouldn't want to leave. So he decided to abandon the dinner idea (laughs) and make it just a show. Hmm. So Walt didn't want this show to be like a museum. He wanted the birds to have a realistic yet whimsical quality. Uh, He first asked Raleigh Crump to create some designs.
0: That would make sense. I I would dig a Raleigh Crump-themed animatronic show. Totally.
2: However, Walt thought that his ideas were just a bit too crazy. It's true. (laughs) So Blaine Gibson sculpted a bird out of clay that was more realistic, but still had that Disney quality to its face, and Gibson made sure... That you could get some expression out of out of that face. Mm-hmm. So then, Mark Davis steps in and gave the birds and flowers more human like qualities, uh, while also designing uh, the totem poles. Oh, so okay. Those got, are my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so far, you have Raleigh Crump, Blaine Gibson, and Mark Davis. Please. Uh, then Harriet Burns. She designed. That's my girl. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's this is everybody. Mm-hmm. Harriet Burns designed the feather, the feathered, and the and many of the enchanted tiki room birds using real feathers. She's also credited with developing a way for the figure's chest to actually stretch and recover to mimic breathing. She wanted these birds to be ultra, I mean, cartoony sort of, but ultra realistic to the point where you could see them breathing. And it's said that her inspiration for this movement actually came from, from seeing the way that Walt's elbows moved in a blue wool sweater. What? That's where her inspiration for the birds... Breathing, breathing.
0: Walt, arm. Oh, no, not,
2: not the words breathing, but how to make them look like they're breathing.
1: Okay. Yes. The yes. just
0: tucked her arm into her shirt and then moved her elbow back yes, and forth. I'm
1: thing. a visual learner.
0: Are you I'll learning, learning yeah. anything?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: But, uh, never mind, like watching an animal breathe—that would make <laughs> a lot of sense to me. But, uh, but was, she's uh, and who wears wool sweaters in Anaheim? I'm Christmas. Christmas. Tomorrow,
1: wool <laughs> because he had a cigarette in one hand and a scotch in
2: the other because he was <laughs> legit.
0: <laughs> and he had low blood circulation, so it was cold all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the show itself features over 150 talking, singing, and dancing birds, flowers, tiki drummers, and totem poles that perform the attraction's signature tunes, the Tiki 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 Room. And Let's All Sing Like the Birdies Sing, both by the Sherman Brothers. Mm -hmm. Then, during the finale, every audio animatronic figure performs the Hawaiian War Chant. Mm -hmm. Lastly, as the macaws ask you to leave, the exit music is a special tiki room version of Hi Ho from Snow White and the Seven Mm -hmm. Dwarfs with lyrics like Hi Ho... Hi ho, just lift your feet and go. Mm-hmm. We'll sing this song, you march along. Hi ho. Nice. Hi-ho, hi-ho. I
3: never noticed There's
2: that. actually a lot of funny lyrics in there, so you can go ahead and look that up. I didn't want to sing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, I please did. No. Uh, <laughs> the audio for the chorus of Birds and Flowers was recorded under the direction from veteran conductor arranger George Bruns with a small yet talented group, including Clarence Nash, Clarence Ducky Nash, excuse me, the original voice of Donald Duck. Maurice Marcelino, orchestra leader and singer. Uh, Marion Darling, who sang the birds in Snow White. She's perfect. Uh, hmm. A, A. Purvis Pullen, a.k.a. Dr. Horatio Q. Birdbath. Real Talk life ornithologist. Yeah. And wow. he can replicate over 900 bird sounds. That's yes. amazing. So there's a lot more to know about the music of the Enchanted Tiki Room, but since Jeremy is so much better at talking about music than I am, I invite you to listen or re-listen to our episode, The History of the Stretching Portraits, where Jeremy does a Spectre Time segment about the Tiki Room music.
0: That's right, and we just cracked up at Horatio Q. Birdbath. Yes, (laughs) exactly.
2: Not to mention his actual name, A. Purvis Pullen. Right. (laughs) That is a name. Um... So the show is performed in a theater in the round style, similar to the assembly lodges once popular throughout the South Seas. The show's dialogue was written by Larry Clemens, Marty Sklar, Wally Bogue, and Fulton Burley, who as a team gave it its joyous, silly vibe. Hmm. Once the show was written and recorded, it was up and running in three months. Wow. 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 Yep. So the show lasts about 12 minutes, roughly. So, just a little bit about the characters. Uh, the macaw host parrots are uh, Jose. He has the Spanish accent. He's voiced by.
0: <laughs> he's not the Chinese <laughs> was <that> dude.
2: Is yeah. <laughs> <Was> that obvious? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, a little bit. He's voiced by Wally Bogue uh, from the Golden Horseshoe Review. Uh, Michael is the one with the Irish accent. He's uh, Fulton Burley. He's also he was the he was a co actor, I guess, in the Golden Horseshoe Review. Fritz has the Bavarian accent. He's Thurl Ravencroft, oh, which we've all heard his name. He's one. Name. He's one of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion.
3: And Tony the Tiger. And Tony the Tiger,
2: exactly. And then this P- song is great. <laughs> Pierre, who of course has the French accent, was voiced by Ernie Newton, who apparently-
0: He was in, Ghostbuster, right? he was a <laughs> yes, in Ghostbusters. He you the black dude in Ghostbusters.
2: He apparently is the singing knight in the Haunted Mansion. So mm. I looked this up. In the hallway? Nice. In in the the hallway. No, not in the hallway. Because no? that, that night does not sing. So this is where I got very confused. Yeah. It's in the graveyard scene. And I could be oh, wrong. Yeah. The,
0: big, the, the big dude? He
2: anyway, doesn't have a head. He's holding his head in his hand and his head is singing. Okay. I recognized the photo when I found one. But it was a very old photo. And I, I am not sure if, he, if that's still there. I was planning on fact checking that when we go, because it threw me a little bit.
3: He probably
0: here's the uh, oh, that's the headless knight vocal. Um, Wow, apparently on YouTube you can have the haunted mansion voices audition as a video. That's kind of cool. Yeah, right. Uh, Beheaded uh, the beheaded knight. Mm -hmm. Let's see. This is the haunted mansion headless knight. Maybe it's the same one.
2: Okay, that's
0: it. That would be it.
2: Yeah, because that's a French accent.
0: But eyes. is he still there? I don't know. No, that's not French. That's it's not the, French. It's the German, the Bavarian.
1: Well, he does Pierre. Oh, okay. in... well. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing that. Exactly. See. I don't. Guy? I
0: know no, I've seen him. He's there. He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: well, Let us drop my phone.
0: Okay, you should get like a holder on the back for it. I
2: have one. I'm just oh. stupid. <laughs> it's weird. So originally, the host birds were going to be colored to match their national flags, and that's actually how they 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 were at the at the beginning. And but then over the years, they kind of the hues evolved, mm-hmm. and so they no longer are like that. They're much brighter now, and um, bird like bird like. So the bird mobile. Which I'm sure we all know. It's like the bird chandelier. I don't know. The bird mobile. D- D23 calls it the bird mobile. <laughs> I think it's better, the bird chandelier. Um, that's the one with the showgirls. With the white the birds. Singing, yeah, that's the singing, yeah, the singing birds. So Walt insisted that they not sing or tweet like real birds. They needed to have human voices. Uh, he specifically wanted it to sound like Peruvian singer Ima Sumac. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I sent you a link. Go ahead and you can play that. So that's what he wanted for those birds. He didn't want them to to tweet like birds. But what's funny is that their song, they do tweet, but they literally say tweet, right. tweet, 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 tweet. But they say it very human-like, which I thought was a really cute way to get around that and, and be really cutesy with it. Yeah. Um, so Raleigh Crump sculpted this chandelier that the, the whole mobile that they're all sitting on, mm-hmm. Raleigh Crump sculpted it where it's hanging now. So he got on a ladder. Mm-hmm. They like, I guess, fixed it to the ceiling, did whatever they needed to do mechanically. And then he got up there and sat on a ladder and carved that thing. He whittled that. Yeah.
0: So he sculpted it out of wood. Like he carved it out of wood is what you're
2: saying? I, I, it's carved. I don't know oh, okay. if it's made out of wood, but. Okay. Yeah, like Crazy. he got on a ladder and did it there.
0: So he handled that.
2: Yes. That's nice. He handled that. Okay, that's cool. Huh. So one thing about the Tiki Room that I never really paid an ounce of attention to was the pre-show.
3: So and outside in the courtyard area? Yes. Okay. and it is
2: yeah. fairly extensive. Yeah, it it's is. It's almost four minutes long, mm-hmm. and there are... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different tiki gods that all speak Mm -hmm, to you. Um, But before I get there, at the beginning, when when, uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room first opened, there was a barker bird, like like you would have at a carnival. Mm -hmm. And his name was Juan, and he was, I believe, the cousin of Jose. Okay. (laughs) And... He sat on a little perch outside, kind of where the Dole Whip area is now, like Mm -hmm. near there. And he would bark at the people coming by. Um, Not bark. Hey, you! But yeah, 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 basically. And he would tell you what's going on inside and that you should come and watch the show. Show in eight minutes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But he was... But what you have to remember is that no one had ever seen this audio animatronic technology yet. So they're just mm. freaking out. They're not uh. even freaking out. They think it's the coolest thing ever. And we all know how tiny that entrance to Adventureland is. Yeah. And it bottlenecked it. Mm. Everyone just stopped and watched. So they had to take it out. Yeah. It just wasn't going to work anymore. That's too bad. Yeah. It would have been cool, but you'd think they could put it inside and make it part of the pre-show. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, these tiki gods, uh, the tiki gods themselves, uh, this whole outdoor area was John Hench's idea and they were designed by Colin Campbell, sculpted by Raleigh Crump, and the tiki talk was written by Marty Sklar. So all the same guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their names are uh, Tangaroa. That's the big tree. And he is voiced by Thurl Ravencroft. Hina, the goddess of rain, was uh, voiced by Anne Essex. The She's a Disney Studio veteran. Pele, uh, Pele and Tangaroa Rue are both voiced by Ginny Tyler, who is who was a lovesick squirrel in Sword in the Stone.
0: Ah, okay. Which just chirped. Oh. like the, huh. the squirrel had no, <laughs> no lines. <laughs> it was just choo-choo. Oh, okay. Uh, Pele is the Hawaiian god of uh, goddess, I believe, of volcanoes. Mm, yes. Pele is also one of the greatest soccer players of
3: all
2: time. <laughs> it has fire coming out of its head. Nice. Uh, Maui. Was, uh, Maui and Koro were both voiced by Ernie uh, Taveras. He's a Hawaiian-born musician. And Oh, no, I'm sorry. The last four, Maui, Koro, Negendi.
3: Careful. <laughs> and, uh, gonna end up here anyway.
2: <laughs> gonna read the rest uh, and Rongo uh, they were all voiced by Ernie uh, Taveras again Hawaiian born musician so the maintenance of this ride here's where I have a little thing about uh, okay. D23 so D23 says it takes about 40, or about 40 hours is needed to replace just one feather and the bird figures are refeathered by professional taxidermists so I read this, and I tilted my head to the side, and I went, "That doesn't sound right." <laughs>
0: think about forty hours
2: for one feather. Per
0: feather. Per feather. Do you think? Just so who, the idiot who was writing that. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that <laughs> Walt Disney yeah. would approve a project that takes forty hours per per feather. individual feather? And there's how many birds?
2: Uh, Like, yeah.
0: The downtime would be... There's no way that would even... That's crazy.
2: So, I fact-checked this with a former Disneyland figure finisher Mm -hmm. who said that, and I quote, a whole bird can be done in 40 hours, and a figure finisher would do this. Taxidermist methods are normally too rigid for animated figures. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Well,
0: and because he's done that as part of his
2: job. Mm -hmm. He also said... Just as an FYI, some real taxidermy was done to the vulture in Club
3: 33. Nice. Cool.
2: Okay. So um, then the, the bird mobile... Sure. Ladies, uh, they since they are lighter color, they are actually switched out with their doubles every six months to be cleaned and maintained to keep their feathers pristine. God, how long oh. does that
0: take? Twelve hours per <laughs> per per debney. Can you ima- de- <laughs> can you imagine the dust that has to accumulate yeah. on those things? Oh, Jesus! Oh, yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, then refurbs uh, in two thousand. There haven't been very many, mm-hmm. and there shouldn't be. Um, but in 2004, extensive uh, ref- there was a very extensive refurbishment. Everything was restored to their original, clean, bright, pristine condition. Uh, there were even the internal components were updated for every audio animatronic. So that was a pretty big overhaul of yeah. just the whole mm-hmm. thing. In 2005, Imagineers, probably two very excited Imagineers, discovered the original source tapes in the audio vault. Nice. And they, it took them forever, but they restored the Tiki Room soundtrack. That's That's awesome. Yeah. So then just a couple um, extra little facts here. Um, The first sponsor of the Enchanted Tiki Room was United Airlines. Hmm. And this was back before Dole Whips. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But in 1976, Dole took over the sponsorship, which of course is still in place today, which is why we have Dole Whips. Nice. And I wonder what would happen if they ever stopped their sponsorship.
3: Is there a sign somewhere that says it's brought to you by Dole? Probably.
2: Well, they have a whole store. No, I know they have store the
3: front. store part, but I know like on the old, um, all the old rides, like with the uh, People Mover, it'd be People Mover, brought to you by Goodyear. it would say it right there at the beginning of the queue. I think
2: that they don't do that as much anymore. I'm glad they don't. I think that they kind of hide it a little more. Okay. I could be wrong, but I, I don't see many of them anywhere. Um, so... A nearly identical version of the Enchanted Tiki Room opened in Walt Disney World in 1971. And in 1998, it was reimagined to be the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, featuring Iago from Aladdin and Zazu from The Lion King. Can you
0: imagine. Can you imagine who thought that was a good idea?
2: Well, God did not. And so he had it catch fire in 2011. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> wondering where no. you're
0: going with that. Okay, <laughs> That's
2: terrible. And he got smoted. Sm- sm- you, sm- sm- you got smoted. And Iago got so badly damaged that they decided to put it back to the original.
3: Nice.
0: We'll talk later. <laughs> Terrence. Okay. We saw Iago, remember? Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. All right, go ahead. Uh,
2: And then as Jeremy talks about in his Tiki Room <laughs> Spectro Time, Tokyo Disneyland's Enchanted Tiki Room started as a clone of the original attraction until it closed for refurbishments in 1999 and became the Enchanted Tiki Room, now playing Get the Fever, what? which-
0: <laughs> K- Which was Catch Fever and catch
3: Get fire. Overwhelmed by Blisters. Oh, <laughs> it
2: gets worse well, the, than just the title. And the
0: Disneyland one is going to
3: become Get the Measles. So, you know, will <laughs> yeah. be fine.
2: Oh, no. This was just a rethemed version as a Las Vegas-style nightclub show in the middle of the jungle. Awful.
3: 100% makes sense.
2: Wait, where is this again? This is in Japan. Okay. Then in 2008, it was rethemed again as the Enchanted Tiki Room Stitch Presents Aloha e Como Moi. I'm sorry, what? Come on, my. Uh, featuring Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. This version is the only Enchanted Tiki Room without the attraction's classic theme song. Tiki, 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 tiki. Ugh, why would you even go? I, d- I don't know. I don't think you should. And that is that is it. That is my history. Good job, am I, Taryn. Am I allowed to say that no. I, I'm going get so much hate for this? I
1: cannot stand Lilo and Stitch. Thank I've you. I've never seen the show. I've like never the seen that. the movie. Terrible.
0: But I agree. I think the I characters, I'm really annoyed that by him. I love it. And no. I, just,
1: I cannot get behind it. And if I saw, March in the past, like, if they abused our tiki room future. with that no. nonsense, God better no. smoke them again. right. You going to get smoted <laughs>
0: I mean, there's nothing better to do than to smoke people. <laughs> Disney News, here we go. <clears throat> there's a few stories, and then, uh, and then we're out of here. Disney is now selling pumpkin spice soft serve. Bro. Yes. Super basic. Are you serious? With candy corn on top.
2: That part's gross. Uh, But are you guys serious?
0: No, thank you. Do
2: you guys like pumpkin ice cream? No. Really?
0: Guests at Alani... And Koalina, of course, uh, have been enjoying the iconic pumpkin spice flavor in a more refreshing way while basking in 80-degree paradise. Various guests of the resort have posted Instagram photos of what seems to be a pumpkin spice Dole Whip. That looks
2: disgusting. I'm 100% okay with this, and I want it now. I l- I'm, I'm real basic.
1: I like pumpkin spice everything. I, d- I don't really like soft serve very much. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love soft serve.
0: That's gross. Uh, apparently, it's on the secret menu. You have to ask nasty. for it. it, looks straight nasty, dude. I mean, it's you know, it looks like pumpkin. I mean, it's pumpkin color. What do you want food? from it?
2: Oh, that sounds so good.
0: So, if you're in Hawaii, you know, go uh, go there. Uh, this is um, I didn't read that one yet, but um, here we go. All of your favorite Disney snacks are now more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know, right? Um, <clears throat> Disney Food Blog broke the news that food and drink prices have increased at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland resorts, and the price hikes are not just affecting grab-and-go favorites. Mm. Snack prices have changed across the board at Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. Popcorn and cotton candy now cost five dollars, up from four fifty and four seventy-five. Churros, wow. five twenty-five. Wow! Stop adding the quarter. I know, right? Oh they cost four fifty, um, like a little bit ago. Yeah. Bummer. I know, right? Like Jiminy Christmas, dude. Mickey pretzels with cheese. Oh, that's so good. Are now seven dollars. Are you kidding up me? Up from six, also, they raised it a nah, dollar. Cool. Cool.
1: Wow! Do you know how much those pretzels cost them?
0: Uh, right, and the cheese—the uh, the amount uh, of cheese that you have to buy—they uh, they get it for. Nothing. I
1: worked in a restaurant. I know how much they they cost. Yeah, wow, a, like a buck. So they're Mickey's ridiculous. ice cream
0: bars are up seventy-five cents. Now they're five seventy-five.
1: Who's going to pay that much for
0: an ice cream Those, bar? Uh, the Mickey's ice cream bars have increased 35% in the past three years. Wow.
1: That's insane. Cut yeah. people a break. Like, yeah, come no. on.
0: You need more money
3: to pay your employees better.
0: Go on. <laughs> Stop buying stuff, and they won't raise the prices anymore. People are still going to buy it. They're still going to buy them. Yep. Uh, Dole Whips, apparently, um, they're up 50 cents. So, you can get a cup uh, I guess you can get it in a cup or on a float, I don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. four dollars bu- four ninety nine and five nine nine respectively uh turkey legs now cost a dollar 50 more. Wow. like
1: 12 bucks or something?
0: At Epcot's uh, Fife and Drum Tavern, they are $13.25. They are tripping.
2: Dang.
1: I
0: know, right? They are tripping, dude. Uh, bottled drinks are up a full dollar at the Florida Resort from 350 to 450 and bottled water is now $3.50 up from 3 bucks. Fountain drink prices have actually increased at both Disney parks with regular sized sodas increasing from three twenty nine at Walt Disney World and three fifty nine at Disneyland, interesting, yeah. to three ninety nine at both parks.
2: Wow. wow. Insane.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, <clears throat> let's see. D- Headed to Disneyland for Halloween. Many snack prices have stayed firm. Churros are still four twenty-five at Disneyland, I guess. Mickey pretzels are still five twenty-five, plus an optional dollar for cheese. You're you're paying a dollar, a buck for cheese for for a, imitation for cheese, spray dude. can
1: cheese. It, can I have a dollar? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, like, you know how much they 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 give you.
1: Not enough for that whole pretzel. No. You can buy cheese in a can
0: like in the in the big tub cans. <laughs> Go to Costco for, for like, like three five bucks. bucks yeah. Dude, yeah, come on. Maybe that's dude. our side hustle. We'll do that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? check, check this out you don't want that cheese. I got cheese right here. For you. You.
1: It's, it's for been warming in the sun it's all day. Body, it's
0: body temperature cheese. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Cup for a quarter, cup for a quarter. It's Cool. It. Uh, cream cheese <laughs> stuffed pretzels, for example, were 4.79 last July. Now they are $7. What? Yikes. Don't buy them. Uh, also, n- right. growth. <laughs> also, they're gross. actually kind of
2: good. We used to have them at the smoothie place that I worked at.
0: Here is a lot. couple of uh, <laughs> stories that are related. Kira Knightley, <coughs> which I find this this is like the height of uh, irony, uh, maybe not irony, but uh, Kira Knightley won't let her daughter watch uh, a couple of Disney movies. I'm sure you can guess. I'm sure you can guess what they are. Knightley recently revealed she had banned certain Disney animated films from her home because she's concerned about what some of those classics may teach her three and a half year old little girl about female empowerment, something called female empowerment. I don't know what that means. Um, Knightley opened up about her complicated relationship with Disney movies during a visit to the Ellen DeGeneres show on Tuesday, to promote her upcoming movie, The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. Um, Specifically, she spoke about her problems with Cinderella, which she doesn't plan on showing to her daughter anytime soon. Um, She said Cinderella is banned in her house, quote because she waits around for a rich guy to rescue her. Okay, time out. So
3: Kira Knightley is famous because she was in what? Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a mm-hmm. Disney movie. Then she goes on Ellen show, which is on a Disney channel, <laughs> to promote a new Disney movie that she's in, to talk crap about a Disney movie.
0: Not only that. Probably not a good move. <laughs> so here, here's the rest of her uh, quote. Um, don't w- uh, you know, don't wait for a rich guy to rescue you. Rescue yourself. Obviously. Kira was also sad to say to her little girl, won't be meeting Ariel anytime soon either. Quote, this is one that I'm quite annoyed about because I really like the film. But The Little Mermaid is banned too. I mean, the songs are great, but do not give up your voice for a man. Hello?
1: Oh my God, I hate her.
2: All you have to do is teach your kid.
0: First of all, her role in Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean... Is, what, getting rescued a lot by men?
3: Yeah, No, she gets,
2: she's, she's pretty strong. She, she gets... She's, she, she, strong she, strong. Hold on.
3: she's about to get kidnapped by the pirates and says, ask for parlay, because she mm-hmm. can't get away. Goes on the ship, and she does get rescued. She gets rescued. She was basically at the point where she's just going to become homeboy's... Girlfriend. S- Girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, and gets rescued out of that But light. I
1: think she's thinking... In the, but, the long run of her character and like at the end of the film she like becomes a captain of a ship and like she's a whole badass But thing.
0: because the person that she was in love with, Will, right? Yes, Will. Wasn't, she had been waiting for Will to come and rescue her. Wasn't yes. that part of the thing? So how how are you going to sit there and, and get famous off a character waiting for a dude to rescue you and you're going to misinterpret Cinderella as, no. as just waiting for a rich person to rescue her? That is no well, She wasn't. She, she was waiting for love.
3: Exactly. And she Use the opportunity that she had in order to go and do something do you know how many times she had to fight okay let's backtrack do you know how much adversity she faced through that entire movie with having a horrible stepmom and horrible stepsisters and you don't see her complaining she's just doing what she's supposed to do and in the she's nucleus of the family. Happy. She's all she's trying to do. Is yeah. And she's happy.
1: given the opportunity to go to a ball. She's not going to the ball because she wants to marry the prince. She's going to the ball because she wants to go to the ball. Exactly.
3: Right. This is that's ridiculous. And
1: then it's she stupid, happens right? to find the prince mega hot, and he's into her, and like things happen.
3: Right. And she's not waiting around. She gets. She actually try. Uh, she she gets she locked, hides away from it, right? And she gets locked away to prevent her from finding happiness, and she still finds a way to find happiness. Right.
0: It's not a weak person. no and and I, I always have this problem with people who who say that older Disney movies promote the wrong images and like Disney princesses aren't strong and they're weak. Watch a Disney movie watch the watch this movie. I guarantee you Kira Knightley hasn't seen Cinderella in 25 years. yeah I agree with you. I guarantee I it. there's you. no way. there's just no way. Speaking of other actresses that are banning Disney movies, Kristen Bell.
2: No. I love her. Has some real concerns
0: about Snow White and consent. Oh, shut.
3: <laughs>
1: Wait, what? I uh, this
3: was not the secret show for a second.
0: Bell, shut who provided the voice of Princess Anna in Disney's animated film Frozen, told Parents Magazine that when she reads Snow White to her two young daughters, she poses a question. Don't you think that it's weird that the prince kisses Snow White without her permission? <laughs> Because you cannot kiss someone if they're sleeping.
2: She's not wrong. It's a freaking fairy
0: tale. She's not wrong. It's a fairy tale, but also her kids are three and 5 mm-hmm. it, it, and it, as, as a parent of a, what, a four-year-old daughter?
1: She's seven tomorrow. because
0: she's tall enough to be a four-year-old.
1: She's, she's petite. Um,
0: is that young? Is it too young? Like, real like real parents, is that, like, should you be concerned about your three-year-old understanding consent? no of kissing it's okay
1: yes oh yes yes in the sense of like okay
0: but when is your it's, kid out of your sight to be concerned that someone respect, else is kissing her
3: respect boundaries is right. that that's what you're teaching your kid that respect boundaries
2: so how and did, your body sin, is
0: your body
3: so and, how
2: did snow white have a boundary she was asleep
0: but the prince thought she was dead Right, and he was kissing her Even goodbye.
2: Even worse.
0: Well, right, no. but, but but that's but that's what happened in the story. Right. So. Again, the people are taking stuff out of context and twisting it around to bring it to like current values, which I'm not saying that consent is bad. Uh, of course, right. consent mm-hmm. is great, and blah blah blah. Right. But it's a fairy tale about a guy who was in love with a girl and who thought was dead, and he wanted to kiss her goodbye one exactly. last time. Exactly. That's what it was. Exactly. It wasn't like oh she's sleeping, I'm a mac on her. That's yeah. not what. That's not what it was about at all.
3: She's all not that, getting yeah. date raped.
0: No, I
1: know. Right.
3: I didn't pass her a roofie and then do that. It wasn't that at also, all. Also, let well, the it was girl have a kiss. Goodbye. I
1: mean, like she. Got Got sent to the freaking scary ass forest.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Go out.
1: But her mother's
2: trying to cut her heart out. Like, right? But to a four-year-old who is being told, "Don't let you know strangers kiss you. Like you, you have to." Let them know that you can give them that that they can give you a hug and all this consent stuff when you're teaching that to their four year old when you're exactly that's my point. If you're teaching that to your four year old and then you have them watch this movie they're not complex enough to go oh but he was just kissing her goodbye. It's, it can be. Can, I could see it being. I don't think for, that
0: they're complex enough to relate the two at, at that, any level. That Probably
2: she's, not. That she's
1: getting a kiss, an unprovoked kiss. I, I right. don't think. I agree with because
0: you because if you because I, I
1: never made that association. I think
0: I neither did I, and I think kids are smart enough to follow a story. Oh, and I think even the dialogue is something like you know I want to let me say goodbye. I, I don't know. I've never seen it, but um, I'm kidding. Um, but that's but that's the story, and I think in the scene Jeremy. in context. Kids are going to know that. Yes. And if they're not, if they don't know that, they're not going to assume that it's okay to get kissed by strangers. That's not what they're going to, it's not the takeaway. Exactly. I think she's puffing on that vape pen a little too hard. I think it's just the right
3: time to do something like this to get noticed. It's the right time to say something like that. But Every time not-
0: we close Snow White, I look at my girls and I ask, don't you think it's weird that Snow White didn't ask the old witch she's why great. she needed to but eat why the are apple? You doing that as- or where she got the apple? I say, I would never take food from a stranger, would you? And my kids are like, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right.
3: they (sighs) are taking away their innocence way too early, in my opinion.
0: I I agree. agree. Uh, Apparently, scholars, activists, and other parents have made similar arguments about Snow White kissing scene, saying that Disney's adaptation of the German fairytale fosters the wrong idea about sexual encounters and consent. Um... In Disney's 1937 Snow White and Seven Dwarfs*, Prince Charming rushes to see Snow White, only to realize he has interrupted her funeral. He tells the dwarves to open her casket so he can tell her goodbye. Then he leans over and kisses her lips, prompting the princess to wake up from her slumber. Uh, Kazu Muta, a sociology professor at Osaka University in Japan, wrote on Twitter late last year that children's stories such as Snow White promote sexual violence. That is a stretch. Okay, but... Here's a quote. When you think rationally... This should have been on The Secret Show, but I just... I don't want to wait for it. Uh, when you think rationally about Snow White and Sleeping Beauty... Rationally. You're rationally. Thinking rationally. Rationally. <laughs> that tell of a princess being woken up by the kiss of a prince, they are describing sexual assault on an unconscious person.
1: Who... <laughs> can I just can I just take us into one a separate direction where she was going to be buried alive if he hadn't given her
0: chance? <laughs> that's a really good point. I didn't uh, even think about that. Actually. Earlier this year, Amnesty International Canada posted a rendition <laughs> of the children's classic titled "No Consent, No Fairy oh, Tale, my gosh. showing Prince Charming kissing an uncon- unconscious Snow White before groping the prince. Okay, I'm Whoa, not going to finish stop. that
3: sentence. Stop. See, it's, um, that's a knee jerk reaction, man. Come on, not you. What they did. That's ridiculous to go in that direction.
0: Jesus, dude. Yeah, that's too much, dude. That is way too much. But Taryn's defending her because she loves Christabel.
1: I do do too, but I also just think that...
0: It's not real. And tell your kid when she's like seven or eight or like just have the conversation. Ask. You know what I want to do? How about asking your kid, hey, what do you think about that? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? Instead of instead of forcing a, 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 an adult situation into a child's brain, why don't you just go? Is, do you find that weird, or what do you think's happening right now? Well, I know that she kissed him and uh, um, on the, on the on the mouth, and uh, she woke up. Okay,
3: yeah, because that's exactly what happened. Right? Why don't you look at it within context? Say, hey, if you are ever. A princess that gets lost in the forest, and you're living with seven little guys, and you fall asleep. Make sure the guy asks before he kisses you. I just, just keep it within context. I
1: just think it's a really popular. It is um, thing. Th- thought process to just over sexualize things that are not sexual, like yeah. Abby's yes. not allowed to wear tank tops
2: to school. Like really? that's the thing. Because there's a California, possibility I do that agree blah, with blah, all this, blah, blah, blah. but I did just hear a statistic, and I don't know. I I'm not. I didn't fact check it, but no. that. Um, One in six women will say that there's been like some sort of sexual assault, but but the the real number is one in three. So when you have the numbers, if that's a true statistic and Mm -hmm. a third of the female population is being sexually assaulted, then this stuff is important. And maybe it is important from a really young age. And and so I understand
3: that, but I think that there's... Okay, I've never been a woman. I'm just going to start by saying that. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm speaking from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, you sure act like one. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I feel as though there's a different way to do it. And I feel as though what's happening in the world now is that uh, we are really robbing kids of all innocence mm-hmm. just in case one something does happen. Now, that should never happen to anyone. And as much as education is important, I think there also needs to be um a lot of people who are saying, We're going to listen to you and you will not you will not be told you shouldn't have been there, you shouldn't have done this, or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um I think that's important as well. But what I I don't hear that as much is I hear, well Look at this this article. Look at this cartoon that was made 20, uh, 60, 70 years yeah, ago. In the 30s, yeah, the thirties. Yeah, that's that's absolutely wrong. It's like people like when we talked about um, "Song of the South." Yeah, "Song of the South" isn't racist. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so very don't, stereotypical. Yeah, it's very stereoty- but
0: here's I will say at least Kristen Bell is at least using it as a teachable thing.
3: No, I get that. And,
0: but the Kira Knightley thing, which is it's just banned, like just we're not even gonna it. talk yeah, about that's, it. teachable. At all. I don't That's like that. that's weird. So if you have a problem with it, that's cool. Then you use it to to be a teachable one. But I think three is maybe a little too young for that. Yeah. That's all. That was my whole point. And I do think it's
3: sick. And I think that one in three is probably low mm-hmm. as well.
0: I can't believe that a six-year-old can't wear a tank top in California. Mm-hmm. In California, it gets you. That's so weird to me.
1: Yeah, they have a they have a strict no tank top rules.
0: Like is a 6-year-old boy whatever, I can't even do life sometimes. You, you can't you
3: that's You so can't weird. take any chances with anything anymore. And and I'm and that's good. But you can't. You know, the girls at my son's school, if they if they wear they can either wear pants or they have to wear a skirt. If they wear a skirt, then they have to wear shorts and the shorts have to come to right at the skirt line. And I I'm like okay. All right, that's it's cool. I would rather have them do that than have something else. Ha- I, this isn't a Secret Show. Something else. <laughs> something else happen. You know, but I don't know. I just feel like all the innocence in the world is just gone. It's gone,
0: dude. It's just gone. What's sad to me? That is sad. What else is sad, Terrence? Is that the show's over? <laughs> eh, agree to disagree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes we uh, look. We're just real people. We're all parents. And uh, sometimes we just talk about stuff. It's all right. It happens. Thanks to Getaway Today for uh, sponsoring today's episode. Whether you're traveling to Disneyland, Disney World, or beyond, head over to getawaytoday.com/slash ears up. Uh, become a Patreon supporter. Go to patreon.com/slash ears up. We're going to be back, I think, in a couple of weeks. Yeah.
2: Yep. The, the first. first, the
0: first for the first of the month. We're going to do a November show, and then we're going to do the secret show for October. Yep. Yes. Which we need to drink, but that's not a problem.